0: It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of BOT Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich BOT, with today's complete story.
1: Well, you know, Rich, uh, today's complete story, once again, is for our audience in Kansas, all of the Kansas radio stations and BOT Radio Network. Uh, because tomorrow is a big day, isn't
2: it? It's a very strategic time in the history of the state of Kansas because of tomorrow. You know,
1: I love the way you just said that. It's a very strategic time in the history of Kansas because it's about amending the state uh, constitution, isn't it? That's about letting the people vote. Oh, I love that. Letting the people vote because the people had it denied from them uh, in just a few days ago. Now here is Susan Humphreys who, after this amendment uh, petition, what was it called?
2: The Value Them Both Amendment passed the Senate with the required two-thirds of the vote needed, and Uh, then it went to the House.
1: 100% of the Democrats all voted against it,
2: but... And 100% of the Republicans voted for it, and that gave it the two-thirds
1: that it needed in the Senate. And then Susan Humphreys brought it over to the House of Representatives, is what she said.
3: We don't believe this is over because we don't stop fighting for life, and we'll use the rules... In every way that we can to keep bringing this up and so super disappointing today what happened but we don't know what God's plan is we believe he's on the throne and we're just praying for wisdom and for his will to be done and we'll just keep pressing on in whatever opportunity that he presents and that presents itself
1: you see she said that after after it failed to have the two-thirds majority in the House of Representatives because four Republicans voted with 100% of the Democrats so the people wouldn't have the right to vote on it. Now the thing I wanted, I was taking about Susan Humphreys. she has her heart into this. And I was thinking, you know, the, the politicians, they all come in various shapes and sizes and all of that in their heart. And some say they're pro-life, but they're not really. Susan Humphreys really is. She really is. And you could feel that in what she said and the way she said it after it failed.
2: But the fight's not over.
1: No, but the fight's not over. I tell you what, folks, I would like, I would like uh, to people to hear your editorial, your statement on what it's all about. Here it is.
2: This is Rich Bott with an editorial comment. Last year, the liberal activist Kansas State Supreme Court handed down a ruling that puts at risk every pro-life state law that regulates and restricts abortion. This undoes decades of pro-life work in the state. The only way to correct this radical injustice is with a state constitutional amendment to be voted on by the people of Kansas. The Value Them Both Amendment passed the Senate with the required two-thirds majority, but last Friday, the Kansas House missed the required two-thirds majority by only four votes. Every pro-abortion Democrat voted no, and shockingly, four supposedly pro-life Republicans joined with the Democrats to vote no and kill the amendment. I call them the Fatal Four. Each of those four House members ran on the pro-life Republican platform, yet just when their vote counted most, they voted no. They denied We the People the opportunity to vote on this amendment. The fatal four are Jan Kessinger, representing Overland Park, Tom Phillips, representing Manhattan, Bill Panbacker, representing the north-central towns of Maryville, Washington, Belleville, and Don Heineman representing out in western Kansas, Scott City, Dighton, and Oakley. You may call these men at one 800 432 3924. You might also consider recruiting and supporting genuine pro-life alternatives in the upcoming primary election. The deadline for registering for the August primary is June 1st, so there's plenty of time to do the right thing. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. And the fight for life in Kansas goes on. For more information about the Value Them Both Amendment, you can go to the Kansans for Life website at kfl.org. That's kfl.org.
1: A very clean description of what it's all about. I heard some other media talking about this, and they were making it sound like it was about money or trading interests or back and forth or who's going to get influence, the other so on and so forth. It really is pretty clear, however, that it's, it's
2: about, about life and death.
1: It's about life and death. Now, tomorrow in Topeka, Kansas, here is Donna LePold. Donna LePold is calling people to the state capitol. Here's what she said.
3: We would love to have people from all over the state who stand for life join us at the Capitol in Topeka uh, tomorrow morning on Wednesday, the 19th, at 10 a.m. The rally is going to start at noon, but we really want people to go into the House gallery and show uh, a packed crowd to the House of Representatives to say that we are there to stand for life. Somebody the said... representatives Go ahead.
1: Somebody said the other day it's a people's house. So just to being there at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning kind of kind of makes it known that the people are in the people's house. And then in the rotunda, you're going to have the big rally. Is that it?
3: That's right. At noon, we're going to gather in the rotunda, and we're going to have a prayer rally, and we're going to hear some messages from the Senate President, Susan Weigel from the Speaker of the House, Ron Reichman, and from Pastor Sam McVeigh and others.
1: Now you mentioned the speaker of the house give us his name nice and clear again.
3: Yes, that's speaker Ron Reichman. Yeah. Very courageous man.
1: And he he really feels this issue in his heart, doesn't he?
3: He absolutely does. I I do believe that Ron is being called to this for just like Esther for such a time as this to put the stake down and say Kansas is a pro life state and we can prove it if we can just let the people of Kansas vote.
1: Okay and he will be speaking to the people assembled in the rotunda plus the other speaker plus he mentioned a pastor a pastor is going to have a uh, uh, he's going to speak it's going to be a wonderful time are you are you going to be praying in the rotunda
3: We sure are. We're going to be praying. We're going to be worshiping. We're going to be calling on the name of our Lord, our God, just like David did when he had to take down Goliath.
1: uh, You see, Rich, Uh, she mentioned Ron Reichman Jr., actually. Ron Reichman Jr. I imagine Ron Reichman Sr. was a pretty good guy. But anyway, he's the Speaker of the House. I want the listeners to hear, when it failed in the House because of these four Republicans joining with the Democrats. Listen to his voice when it failed. Here it is. The
4: people of Kansas lost today. They lost their right to vote on the direction of our state's future. They lost their ability to exercise the state's system of judicial checks and balances. Today's vote sets our state down a disappointing path, one where the people have no say in whether Kansas will be a pro-life or pro-choice state, and one where the state may no longer have the authority implement common-sense regulations, such as parental notification for minors, limitations on late-term and partial birth abortions, or the health and safety precautions for clinics. I stand when Kansans, I stand for life. Does any member desire to change his/her vote? See none. 80 voted in favor and 43 against. The passage of SCR 1613 does not receive the constant majority and fails.
1: You see, Rich, you could feel in his voice, you could hear in his voice how disappointed he was. And he's the Speaker of the House. But it's not over yet to give the people of Kansas the right to vote on this issue.
2: And that's the very same House uh, Donna was telling people, get there at 10 o'clock tomorrow to pack the House gallery, and then at noon, a big rally at the Rotunda.
1: Yeah. Now, um, people have heard, Dr. Lawrence White, he's a preacher, he's a preacher, and um, and anyway, people have heard, now this is what he said about what God feels about about this issue.
5: But of this one thing, we can be absolutely certain, the Lord God Almighty hates the murder of innocent unborn children.
1: Yeah. Now here's another politician, of course that was a pastor, that was a pastor, he must have been reading his Bible, <laughs> and, uh, but here's a politician from Illinois of all places, he's gone to heaven a long time ago, but Henry Hyde, number 13, uh, listen to what he said.
0: I believe nothing in this world of wonders is more beautiful than the innocence of a child. Do you know what a child is? She's an opportunity for love, and a handicapped child is an even greater opportunity for love. Mr. Speaker, we risk our souls, we risk our humanity. When we trifle with that innocence or demean it or brutalize it, we need more caring and less killing. Let the innocence of the unborn have the last word in this debate. Let their innocence appeal to what President Lincoln called the better angels of our nature. Let our votes prove Raskalnikov is wrong. There is something we will never get used to. Make it clear once again, there is justice for all, even for the tiniest, most defenseless in this, our land.
1: Hmm. You know, there was a song by Phil Cakey. There was a song by Phil Kakey, folks. Now you're listening one at a time. I'm not talking to a big crowd. I'm talking to individual radio listeners. Uh, and I want you to hear what Phil Keggy said. Maybe it'll talk to your heart.
6: Who will speak up for the little ones? Helpless and half abandoned. They've got a right to choose life. They don't want to lose. I've got to speak up
1: that's where it is isn't it now a former governor not long ago of the state of kansas jeff collier jeff collier is not only the former governor but he is a doctor practicing medicine in overland park kansas and uh, and reconstructive surgery around the world. Oh yes, he's on mission trips, all kinds of things like that. This is what Dr. Jeff Collier, former governor of the state of Kansas, had to say about where we are right now. This
2: amendment had passed the state Senate. It it requires a two-thirds vote in both the House and the Senate. The governor does not have a veto opportunity for this. However, in the House, we needed 84 votes, and we only got 80. And that was because all of the Democrats, and including pro-life Democrats uh, and four Republicans, voted against that. And the point is that Kansans should be able to decide this yes. and to have this on the ballot where people can voice their opinion, especially in this election year, when there's going to be large turnout across the United States and in Kansas. This is an opportunity to let the people's voice be heard.
1: Yes. You see, it wasn't tricky, folks. Let's get that straight. Um, It wasn't tricky. This is an election year, so people are alerted to being good citizens the whole year. And the first general election was in August that they wanted the people of Kansas to be able to vote on this. And that's what this bill was about, isn't it? That's right. I want the people to hear from the words of a doctor who performed heart surgery. Are you listening to me, folks? Heart surgery on a baby still inside his mother's womb. Here it is
7: operating on a fetus still inside the mother's womb. This time, doctors operated on a tiny fetal heart. And after some risky setbacks, we were there as the family from South America said goodbye to the team that saved their baby.
5: You're going home.
7: Yes, it's very excited. Baby Juan and his parents are headed back to Uruguay, where the infant is a celebrity.
1: We received messages and phone calls from people we don't know
7: since October, the family has been camped out at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, where doctors saved Juan's life with an intervention that's largely unheard of in many places. It was a hard time, a crazy time. But we are extremely
0: happy about um, everything.
7: When Cecilia was five months pregnant, a routine ultrasound showed a mass on the baby's heart. Their doctor in Uruguay sent the images to his friend, Dr. Jack Rychek at CHOP.
5: The minute I saw this, I recognized that there was a giant tumor sitting on the heart.
7: It was a rare pericardial teratoma. The only hope was fetal surgery, operating on the baby's heart inside the womb. We never heard this before. I started laughing. Like, what? <laughs> they do that? They raced to Philadelphia. CHOP is the only place where the risky fetal heart operation had been done successfully and just once before.
5: We're operating on two patients here with a single intent. Our goal is to resect the tumor, but we also have the mother and we have the baby.
7: Juan is now the second baby to survive the fetal surgery that happened when his mom was 21 weeks pregnant.
5: His heart at the time of the surgery is essentially the size of a peanut. The size of the tumor was about three times the size of the heart. Had we waited an additional day, we probably would have been too late.
7: After the fetal surgery, the pregnancy continued as the family waited in Philadelphia. At 31 weeks, Juan was born December 11th, but the tumor had grown back, so there was a second heart surgery.
1: There were a lot of chances that the baby was going
7: to die. But he survived with a big scar on his chest. Juan is now three months old and healthy. However, his prognosis is unknown.
5: There are no other human beings alive today who have had fetal surgery for this removal of this type of a tumor that are 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, that we could then say what the prognosis is going to be.
7: But for Cecilia and Pablo, at least their son has a chance after the fetal surgery that still has their heads spinning. Unbelievable. And I look at him and I can't believe what they did here. Yeah.
1: You see, folks, we're talking about the right of a human being to have people who care about them, who care about them, who will help them. Now, this is a Kansas story. In the summer of 91, 92, 93, when the third trimester abortionist, George Tiller, was kind of king of the hill across the state of Kansas. Those of you who don't know your Kansas history may not know that, but I'm telling you, it was just breaking people's hearts everywhere when they were hearing, hearing. And there was a policeman and his wife who were the music uh, directors or musicians in their church over in Illinois. And they heard some of our reports off the St. Louis radio station and they were so touched in their heart about what was going on, they wrote a song and they recorded the song. People in Kansas, can you take this song to heart
6: right now? Did you hear a baby cry? In which it taught today. Did something tug inside your heart as a life was torn away? Do situations trouble you where people take a stand? Don't you hear the thunder rumbling across our troubled land? Satisfy your soul, or should it take a commitment for God's people to behold? As clouds of darkness gather up, what will we say and do? what Christian witness person bear if left to me and you?
1: Yeah, you see, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, people are gathering at the state capitol. But it's really the people's house, isn't it?
2: It is. People
1: across Kansas.
2: And people are coming from all over the state.
1: Yeah. I I want the people to hear what Pastor Joe Wright said a few days ago because at that time he was the pastor of Central Christian Church. And he was also, I think, the chairman of all of the pastors. When I say all of the pastors, it wasn't 100%. Never is, is it? Right. He's the pastor of Summit Church now. Well, the pastor of Summit Church there in Wichita. And he's an old man. By the way, I want to share with our audience that Joe Wright's wife is very very ill, very precarious health, but he still carries a burden in his heart for the least of these, for these little ones. Here's what he had to say about tomorrow. Value them both deserves your support, and I call on Christians all over the state to rally, and let's get this done. Don't forget to come to the state capitol in Topeka on Wednesday, February 19th at 10 a.m., a statewide Day of Prayer and Fasting at the Capitol in Topeka, Wednesday, February 19th, 10 a.m. God bless you, and I hope to see you there. Uh (laughs) And that's tomorrow. (laughs) And that's tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Now, Rich, that was Pastor Joe Wright. I never will forget the day we met Father Frank Pavone. Mm -hmm. He was the leader across the country of Priests for Life. And I was so taken with his energy, with his heart, with his total commitment for the least of these, once again, who had no voice of their own. And this is what he said. I think it was a big rally someplace, but I'll never forget it. I want the people to hear it now.
8: But you know what? When you and I take up this call and we talk about abortion, If we speak about it in church, we're told we're too political. If we speak about it in the political arena, we're told we're too religious. If we speak about it in the world of the media, it's too disturbing. In the world of business, it's too distracting. In the world of education, it's too controversial. In the streets, it's too disruptive. So abortion, if abortion is wrong, where do we go to say so? We go into the churches. We go into politics, into the media, into business, into education, and into the streets. Some churches some churches haven't wanted, got, wanted to get involved in political hassles with the government. And so they've been silent on abortion. They didn't want to get involved in hassles from the government. They didn't want to take the fight to the government. So now with the HHS mandate, the government took the fight to them. And when it comes to that mandate, we've got a simple message for this administration. We will obey God rather than men. As Alvita can tell us, her uncle said one day to the civil rights movement, we've got a lot of obstacles in our way, but we're not going to let anything turn us around. We're not going to let no dogs turn us around, no water hoses turn us around, no police clubs or jail sentences, and we're not going to let any injunctions turn us around. And so today I say to you, in the pro-life movement, no Planned Parenthood is going to turn us around. No biased media is going to turn us around. No HHS mandate is going to turn us around. No Obama administration is going to turn us around.
1: Now, I tell you what, uh, you were hearing the voice of Father Frank Pavone, who started and was the head of Priests for Life across America, and he certainly was very much aware of Kansas. Man alive rich. Haven't we met some wonderful, wonderful people in the course of just trying to use media, bot radio network, to get people to think it's a baby we're right. talking about.
6: Right. And of it's course- not
1: it's not a product. It's not a... It's not a package. It's not a, a, what do we call it when it's somebody's possession, like somebody's chair. Property. There you go. That's it.
2: And, of course, that was the time of the Obama administration, and that serves to illustrate how important elections are.
1: Exactly. All right. Now, listen to what Congressman Henry Hyde said about this same subject again. I
0: believe nothing in this world of wonders is more beautiful than the innocence of a child. Do you know what a child is? She's an opportunity for love. And a handicapped child is an even greater opportunity for love. Mr. Speaker, we risk our souls. We risk our humanity. When we trifle with that innocence or demean it or brutalize it, we need more caring and less killing. Let the innocence of the unborn have the last word in this debate. Let their innocence appeal to what President Lincoln called the better angels of our nature. Let our votes prove Raskolnikov is wrong. There is something we will never get used to. Make it clear once again, there is justice for all, even for the tiniest, most defenseless in this our land.
1: Uh, Man, doesn't that just stick stick you right in the heart? It's true. It's not politics. It's not money. It's not... Anything other than do we care? I want to. I want the people be, to listen to what Phil Kagey said once again. Once again, folks. I would love to have one of these little ones come and speak for themselves, but I can't because they cannot speak for themselves. They are what the Bible calls the least of these. But that's only because they're little, and they just want a chance. Here's what Phil Kagey said. Let it haunt.
6: Here it is. Who will speak up for the little ones, helpless and half-abandoned? They've got a right to choose life they don't want to lose. I've got to speak up, won't you?
1: Now, here's what Tina uh, Tina Mann said from Wichita, Kansas, about about tomorrow, tomorrow what's
3: going there. on here it is. Yes, actually, um, tomorrow morning at seven thirty at Central Christian Church at twenty nine twenty nine hundred North Rock Road, we have a bus leaving to uh, fill with prayer warriors to take up to the Value of Them Both ev- uh, rally and event in Topeka. Uh, we're partnering with Culture Shield and Donna Lapolt for this uh, for the bus and and for the event. We're really excited to to be up there praying for uh, babies and mothers and, and hearts uh-huh. change for our legislatures.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. And people with Kansans for Life, all of the other organizations that support life in the state of Kansas, let the public servants know from the people by their presence how the people feel about this. Uh, What else would you say, Uh, Richard? We're going
2: to have one of our reporters on the scene that will be filing uh, reports as it happens from Topeka
1: tomorrow afternoon. All right, folks. Well, you've got it. Um, This is Dick Bot with my son, Rich, on this chapter of The Complete Story for our Kansas listeners. See you later.